you just do what you gotta do. There it is. There it is. There's the athlete. There's the athlete. Hey, the front rows, man. Don't worry about the front rows, mate. Mate, the front rows. Mate, the front rows are doing us proud this year. Haven't they set the season alight? We finally got some recognition in, and I don't, and I don't blame them. I'm not surprised by the, the them reveling in, in the spotlight that we put on them, that we showed that they deserve. Well, because it's not just the tries. It's the creating. It's all popping up all over the park. Mate, it's there was the a, kicking. There was a front rower assisting to a front rower in the Manly game. You know, contentious whether the Roosters had a front row to front row. Contentious. But either way, it was, it was It was big man to big man. That's exactly one thing you can right. say. They were both large men, and when they usually don't spend much time out there on the flank. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Well, we might as well kickstart the show. We'll recognise the front rowers that scored over the weekend. All right, Tom. First things first, Junior Paulo scoring in both matches. What Again, a brilliant start to this season. Fantastic. Uh, who else we have? Super coach team. Ben Murdoch Masilla. Speaking of Ben Murdoch Masilla, he was there this morning helping an old lady fix her tire about him for another front rower. You know what I mean? Another front rower. That's what they, they do it all. They what do it all. Or nothing. Nothing. There's, there's nothing that a front rower can't do. Jared Wallace. Scored also. Bang. Front row. Over. Loving it. Too another easy. Front, another front row on that game. Jamin Jolliffe. What a brilliant player he is. You know? Yeah, sensational. Jamin sensational. Jo- Keep him coming. And then Keep our third coming. front row for the match. Tavita Ponga Jr. to score oh. three tries in that game up there in the in the M1 Derby up in the Brisbane or Queensland, whatever they call it. Martin Tapao. His one was an assist off another front rower. Thank you. Of so Taniela Paseca. He'll get a mention. Beautiful. Try assist. Yeah, so, so the other front rowers. Uh, special mention, though, to the Cuzzy, Fletcher Baker, scoring on debut for first grade in Definitely. the Roosters. So well done there, Fletcher, which was an assist and it's from another front rower. Lindsay Collins, setting the world alight so far yeah. this year. And he also <laughs> gave an assist out there to Brett Morris to score his hat trick. So, yeah. front rowers, would we have seen history created? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. But you know, you know what else we've seen a lot of though so far this year? What um, else? You know, I think, it's, I think it's been, it's a good response, I think, from, from what we've been putting out. This has been a lot of dummy half tries. Yes. Yes. And oh. specifically, you know who's taken the mantle? Who's gone in and shown us how to, how to do it? Tell me. The hookers. The hookers. Get the fuck out of here. Let me show you how to scoot. If you want, this is when you go. Yeah, yeah. Damien yeah, Cook, Jaden Braley, Jacob Little, uh, yeah. Lachlan Croker, serial offender Lachlan Croker, full commitment. He didn't just go for it. He threw the dummy. He saw the space. He took an opportunity. He scored the try. Bit a little bit more patience. I'm very proud of young Lachlan. You know, um, his rental space goes out. You know, yeah, for, for the time being. And, and for I the think time being. When, when they get out and they actually are doing the right things, they'll either get themselves a try or they'll be able to tip it on to our favorite players in the game, the front rowers. And they'll the be front rowers. In saying that They're there right was a borderline, there for you. There was a borderline one. Now, it wasn't a dummy foul, 
But I, I do feel like it is worthy of a warning. Yep. It is worthy of a warning, more so because of the the tackle it was in the count. It was last tackle. Yeah. Uh, take Granville. And the now, option. Yeah. Now, you were fair enough distance out. So, it's you wouldn't six, get seven it to meters. the anyway. But just be careful. Isn't that right? Just Don't, be careful. Yeah. Well, just you, you're going from dummy half on last with no real plan and then turning the ball over. Yeah. So, it's as much about the option and also the result. It was a turnover. It was nothing. You didn't create any opportunity. Like, you may not be in the dummy file. You certainly ain't in the coach's good books. And you're already on the bench, mate. Like, Reese Robson's taking your spot. Pressure's on. And Jake Granfall, look, I want to see how he bounces back because he's a great young player, Jake Granfall. And he's great at a dummy half. Known for those dummy half tries. So, you know, keep it, keep it going, fellas. Keep, keep it going. I want to see some more tries at a dummy half. All right. Now, for, okay, for our matches in focus from last week, we had the Parramatta Eel versus the Melbourne Storm. So, firstly, I just want to apologise. I want to get this out of the way to uh, Melbourne Storm as a franchise, the Melbourne Storm uh, fans, the staff, uh, every everyone to who is connected to the Melbourne Storm in any fashion for just blatantly thinking that Parramatta were going to get flogged. Uh, I thought I had a bet on, and whenever I get cocky, Whenever I get cocky, I had Josh Adokar to score a double into the Melbourne Storm, 13 plus, and it was bucketing down rain. And and, and that's why yeah. I'd like to apologise because I shouldn't be doing that to to the Melbourne Storm and their fans because that's a, that's pretty much a guarantee you're going to lose your football game and I get a little bit cocky like that. Well, Wiki, you know, I want to, maybe I should bite my tongue here, but... I don't know why anyone wants to listen to us. They're certainly not listened for our, for our footy opinions because both of us are nailed to the bottom of the ladder in our tipping comp early on. That's all right. And uh, certainly, certainly giving a little head start. So uh, really take, uh, take, take a comment and advice uh, with caution is what yes, I would yeah, offer. That's true. But at your uh, own risk, at your own risk. It was a spectacular performance. We'll come good. We'll come good. Um, they managed to handle the conditions, obviously, well enough to get the job done. I don't think the Melbourne Storm played their best, but they played as good as you can when the weather is what it is. I think, in the end, both teams played really well considering the weather. Yeah. Like, that was... You wouldn't... It, to, con, considering how much rain there was, it was, it was pretty high-quality um, work with the ball. But I think this week, I got a little bit more of my answer from my question last week. About, about the contribution to Storm, the, yeah. Cameron Smith not being there. Um, and we thought, and you know, I thought, you know, in part way through that, at, towards the end of that South game, when I uh, got within a try, like, okay, well, this could be the test. Um, but they held out. And, but this time, you know, they had another close game. And yeah, just, you know, there's, there's, there's goat things you miss from the greatest hooker of all time. Yeah, it's not, it's not, um, it's not the end of the world, though, for the Melbourne Storm. I feel like it's more of a credit to the Parramatta seal. Uh, and, and I just wanted to, again, another reason for apologising is because I think a large part of what I spoke about them last week was the stupidity in swinging their half and back row to the other side. And I just thought that was silly. But in reality, it's actually you know, serving them quite well because the second half of the last game, they scored three tries. And then they managed to win. They didn't score millions of tries, but at the end of the day, if you win against Melbourne, it doesn't matter how it happens. And you obviously have to work for it. But so and look at the the center combination they have there as well. Like you know, on Thursday night you had Tom Opacek and yeah. Nick Corey. 
Yeah, true. You know, last last year it was what Jennings and um, Wonga Blake. Uh, Wonga Blake. So Wonga Blake is injured. Uh, is he? He's, he's out. He's out. So Neil Corey's playing there again next week. This week. Yeah. So this yeah, week but, coming. So. But I, I just want to. I'm going to put a win like that down to the halfback. Now halfbacks usually get most of the credit for most of the wins and losses, really. But I, I feel like that's a more of a, a sign of Mitchell Mitchell Moses being able to. You know, have uh, that. Uh, what's the word? The B game attribute to your yep. to your repertoire. You know, you're not always yep. going to be able to play on a good track. Not everything's going to go your way, and yep. you know, really, really, a rainy type match is is sort of how you're probably going to get Melbourne. Do you know what I mean? And they made yep. the most of that opportunity. You know, well, usually, usually that. Well, also, usually that wet weather, that's what it can bring those opponents a little closer. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah. You know, it, it lowers the variance a little bit yeah. or increases the variance. Sorry, increases the variance, I should say. Um, but good effort from Parramatta. You know, they take a lot from it. And, you know, I guess we get some more questions from, from Melbourne this week when they play Penrith. Oh, that'll be a good game. Um, yeah. it's obviously we'll be, talk uh, about it a little focus. later on. Yes, correct. Yeah, which we'll talk about uh, a little later on. The other game was the Knights and the Warriors, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the Knights and the Warriors. Did you manage to the get out there? No, no I didn't go. Out. I didn't get down to down to Gosford watch the game. Um, but I did watch it here at home, and yeah, it was a good contest. You know, it was wasn't like a it wasn't this enthralling, massively high quality contest compared to some of these some of these top teams that top tier teams that go around. But it was very gripping, very tough. Um, you know, Knights had it over them. You know, sort of the Warriors looked like they had a bit of momentum, and then the Knights kind of took it back and had the, had the lead and were looking sort of on top. And the Warriors, they just never go away. And there's this really resilient team now. They've sort of developed over this, probably since Todd Payton's time a little bit, you know, yeah. this recent resilience and this really stacked team, that, you know, as far as their forward pack and their tough guys. So um, it looked like they were going to take it out. But, um, mate, Knights, bit of youth. Bradman Best. Bradman Best. A little bit of magic. Full, I think the Knights can take a lot out of being out, but it sort of takes something from behind because they're – it's still a team that you can go look. They could look really good when they're on, but then they can also just, you know, look a bit like they don't belong in the eight. So yeah. that's what they've got to change. It's that consistency. Yeah, no, you're actually right there. I never thought of it that way. The the obviously the most biggest thing that I take out of that game is is Bradman Best is on the scene now. You know, like he's definitely not at his peak by no means, but it's not a question of whether he is. Um, Made it or not? Is that, is that fair to say? Whether he's whether he's going to, it's he's, he's the guy that you say he. It's not will he play Origin? It'll be when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not even necessarily talking about Origin. Obviously, he could play Origin, but say like Jared Croker, for example, he's had a you know yep. an excellent career. He's had a long career. I just feel as though sometimes those guys that are prodigies coming up through the ranks, they for whatever reason just don't really make it. And you also had that first year, second year sort of thing where, you know, that first year they can burst on and there's that little bit of that second year syndrome. Like people said, now now they've sort of paid a little bit of attention to you, but then you've got to then break through again. Yeah, yeah. And to come up with a play like that, you're really sort of establishing yourself as a weapon for your team. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of, he's just, he's had big play after big play and he's only had, what, two seasons? Yeah. Like he almost scored a double. Was it a debut? Against yeah. the team that ended up winning 17 straight yeah. last year. 
So he's always been like he's and, and the thing that I feel is the um, sort of sets him in good stead is he doesn't feel as though he um, is above it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I know that might sound strange. How can you feel you're above the top competition? It's not necessarily they think that. Just the way that they carry themselves, it can be mistaken as a fan when you look on it. You look like this guy might think he's getting a little bit ahead of himself, whereas he doesn't for one second feel like he's ahead of himself. And then I just, yeah, I, was, I think when he scored that try, we both had the Warriors tip. So we're pissed off that they scored the try, but we're, yeah. both, we're both impressed with the way that he was able to, yeah, for sure. you know, put that match and, play on anyway in the end. And I'll, I'll add another name to sort of, uh, stamp of of sort of that match, and I guess the ninth season would be Jaden Braley. Okay, you yeah. know it, I think how important he's show, he's been like just having a hooker. Like last year they went through whatever they went through three or four hookers. Like you know he was meant to be there and they're signing. And obviously there's this, how importance to that club. He's co-captain. Like he signed there last year, so he's he, they've talked a lot about how his his leadership qualities and you know how he trains and sort of the way he is around the group and. You know, having a guy like that back playing, like, makes me think of, like, Friendy for the Roosters. Yeah, like, he's yeah. that guy who just, he's a leader, leads, he leads with his actions, everyone sort of looks to him, and, like, you don't have that guy there. And even though, like, obviously, much less history with the club, but same sort of, uh, I guess, uh, effect on the, on the playing group. Yeah, is, yeah. And it's, you know, it's not it's huge. Like and he's a, and he's a bloody good, he's a good player. Like, yeah, I'm not saying player. he's a bad player, but it's not like he's had a career where you could say that he's... Um, He's obviously first grade material. But oh yeah, yeah. No, he hasn't. He hasn't made his mark on the NRL yet. No, yeah, no, no yeah. way. Of course, I'm not trying to talk about him as if he's an established veteran, but I'm saying he's an, a, a really valuable piece to that Knights team. Well, well, and just having a hooker. Yeah, he's like contributing almost as if he's a valued veteran. Yeah. Yeah, is what. Well, yeah. I feel like yeah. He's, he's not. He's he's there. not there, but that's what he's showing. And and just look, just just more support you can have around the other playmakers. I got to share. You know, Ponga comes doesn't come back to round four. Um, Kurt Mann's back this week. Like you're sort of just trying to not have to put it all on PC because that's not going to work. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no. Look, good things for the good signs for the Knights. They got the Tigers this week, and then they've got the Dragons the week after. So. Like, there's sort of some very winnable games. Yeah. Um, but obviously, if you're going to have these sort of games at the start of the year, you're going to have a run where you're going to play these the top-notch guys, and that's where you've got to rep yourself. But for the Knights, it's all about towards the end of the year. They've done well at starting in the last couple of years, in the first half or so. So what can they do towards the end? And I was very impressed by the Warriors, you know? Like, they showed me that they're going to be a team contending for the eight all year. All right, so then we've got um, two matches. Two... Um, salivating is it? Is that what the word is? Salivating Absolutely. matches. Absolutely. Yep. Grand final replay in the oldest rivalry in the game. Uh, the grand final replay, Melbourne Storm. Are they the hosts? No, I don't think they are. No, nah, it's in Penrith. Penrith pending flood. Ooh, okay. So that could be a bad west. Ooh, not good for the storm. Not good for the storm. The grand final replay. Cleary today has been... So this has been recorded been on a Tuesday, named. if you haven't figured this out. He has been named, but obviously got to go through the protocols. Um, I feel like if Cleary's out, even with you know all this talk about burden, I feel like if Cleary's out, I reckon that brings it back to, to level. Brings it back to level. But if he's named... Back to level. Yeah, if he's named... If he plays... Sorry, not named. If he plays... You gotta, you gotta think that the Panthers 
are favourites there, that one. What do you think? Uh, yeah, well, they are favourites at the moment. Um, slight favourites. I think, yes, if Cleary's there, absolutely. You've got to give the sort of the nudge to the Panthers, given that there's no, uh, no Cameron. Cameron Smith there. Um, but it'll what definitely about Harry still be Grant? A, and no Harry Grant as well, for sure. You know, we saw... Because not only does... Okay, well, Brandon Smith is still a very good replacement to be hooker. Now you don't have Brandon Smith as the lock or as that impact player off the bench, which is another part of your team. So yeah. Harry Grant's supposed to be back around four or five. Okay. So, yeah, look, it's, um, it'll be tough for the, for the Storm. You know it's going to be a tough sort of game, I would think. Fuck, what the fuck do I know, though? <laughs> Sometimes with the typical it could be a high scoring, high scoring shootout. It could be a high scoring shootout. I, I think it's going to be as tough. Nah, I, I like it's not. A, it's not about these Melbourne Storm don't lose two in a row because they've definitely lost two in a row. I've seen it. Mine Um I think the Panthers will be too good for the Storm, but we all know what Craig Bellamy's like. We've watched the game long enough. He's been coaching for long enough. We've seen it plenty of times. Time after time, whenever there's a question mark on a Melbourne Storm, they come back with a vengeance. And I just don't think, you know, it was wet weather football, you know, so, but Bellamy doesn't give a F. He never has. You know, he has a, an expectation, a standard, and he doesn't care if it's wet or dry. And he's going to be demanding that of his side this week. He's not going to cop the fact that the greatest player of all time is no longer in the team. They've been aware of this pretty much since the night of the grand final, since he was all telling them, I'm going out on top. I'm going out. They already knew. So you ain't going to cop that as an excuse that they ain't got no more Cameron Smith because they've already accepted that and they've celebrated that severing. So... I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think this is going to be dogged. They haven't conceded a point to Panthers themselves. And I mm. think this is going to be a dogfight. I reckon this is going to be on. Uh, you know, and, and also, let's not forget, while Cameron Smith may not be in that lineup, this is still a Melbourne Storm team that features Cameron Munster, Cameron Ryan Pappenhausen, Josh oh, Carr. Is he back? Talfanukin. Is he back yet? Uh, no, no, no. He's not back yet. But then you've got Brandon Smith there? and Jesse, Jesse Bromwich, Christian Welch, Kenny, Brom- Kenny Bromwich, Justin Olam. Like, Justin Olam, like, this is a stacked team. So, you know, yeah, it's going to be, oh, look, it's a great couple of days of footy. Yeah. And it looks like, it looks like the sun is starting to come out for tomorrow. You know the old saying, Wiki, red sky in the morning, sailor's warning. Red, red at sky night. at, red, red at night, shepherd's delight. Yeah, baby. You see a little bit of red so sky. I saw, I saw a little red sky tonight. So actually, that yeah, means a bit of sun tomorrow. And there's, there's actually a bit of rain predicted, a bit of sun predicted for the rest of the week. What's so the, good omen. What's it been like up there? How have you guys been? You're in Newcastle. Yeah, you yeah. Pissing down. Pissing down rain. No, nah, we're not too, not too bad where I am. Um, uh, more so North. a bit further up towards Nelson Bay. Nelson yep. Bay has been this bit of flooding there and, and sort of to more Tari, Port Macquarie. Yeah, yeah. But you've been able to yeah. work It's actually that. been... Yeah, mate. Mate, mate. Got inside jobs, mate. So, no problems. Mate, if it rained, it'd be all right. I'm full-time anyway, so... 
Okay, uh-huh. with the rain day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 back yeah. to it anyway. We'll get back to um, rugby league talk as we, as we try. Yeah, so it should be should be a bit sunny, which is also a side note, good for chances of a grand final uh, replay. Oh, oh, the the re re uh, reschedule. Sorry, not a replay, the reschedule, because you obviously re-schedule. got rained out on the weekend. Unfortunately for got you, rained out on the weekend. Moved back to the reserve weekend. So that's all right. We'll be on this. We'll be on this Saturday, but we'll be missing our captain and leading run scorer, and we'll be missing our keeper who hasn't conceded a bye since fucking um, Kirk Cobain died. Ooh, that's a fair one. Well, well, so, oh, must be in full. Must be in full. Yeah. Well, Mate. well, hopefully you guys, it doesn't matter. As long as you guys, you know, chip in a chair, you got to be in it to win we'll, it. Listen, mate, we'll bowl them out for under 80. Well, what matter? Bowl mouth for under 80. You've got to contribute with the bat this time. And as Robbo that's says, right. as the president states, Next man up. Next man up. All that exactly. Doesn't exactly. matter who's out. Exactly. It's opportunity. So so you you say uh Cleary's in, Panthers win. Cleary and Panthers in, Cleary not in, Panthers lose. But what what are you listening to me for? <laughs> what are you listening to me for? I ain't got no idea. I've had a Buckley's chance with the storm so far this year after yeah. I did the did the did the uh club did the blasphemy of well, firstly, how good firstly, is I changed, firstly, firstly, I changed me bloody tip in the first week to the bunnies and they beat them. Then I tipped the storm this week, pick him in the punters club multi, and they fucking lose. And now they're playing the bloody Panthers this week. So I could be 0 for 3 with the storm. Mate, we're gonna have a good, we're gonna have a good get together. Come, mate. Oh, we're gonna have a good get together. We're gonna have a good get together. A wolf, but there's one man. There's a man. Let's keep we, it rolling. That we are locked to. That man goes by the name of Wolf. Oh, yeah. oh, oh! oh. Make it a hat trick this week, Wolfie. Make it a hat trick. The thing is, right? The thing is with the Wolf, right? Is he turns up every week? He doesn't. He does not drop in standard. He does not drop an expectation of himself, of himself. And even at times, you know, for some... As happens with punting, you know, you go through dry spatches, but he doesn't lose confidence. He doesn't waver. Someone who is as, as, um, you know, busy as he is to, to be even lucky enough to be at the end of his mail list that we, ever, we even have a mail list of us. To be at the end of that mailing list, you must pri- 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 be privileged to receive that because he alone is going to, not alone, but very close to alone, going to give us, Punters Club, a weekend to remember. A weekend. Can I get an amen? amen. Bang, come on, Wolfie. We've got to thank the Wolfie. Come on, you, Wolfie. But not a good oh, I will. Um, Anyway, enough about the Wolf. You know, the, the, the main event this weekend, Friday night, the Sydney Roosters up against their arch enemy, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Right, it's a, it's it's a match for the ages, as it always is. The two best fullbacks in the game at the moment. You know, there's talks about Mitchell, Mitchell sorry, Latrell Mitchell, that is, you know, walking out of training with a sore wrist. You know, but... The way that James Tedesco has been playing rugby league this week, I think the bloke in the bar didn't care. Or whoever is, is in charge with the ones who makes their post hit the nail on the head after the first game. 
there's all this talk about Ron Pappenhausen, and I don't even think it's like a personal thing. It's not a personal thing. It's just this this reality that James Tedesco is just playing the greatest football. Like I don't I don't want to go there. I hate I hate that I hate that saying. But the way that he's playing today, I, I don't understand how anyone can see the the influence that he's doing at the moment. How, you how can you can't argue that he's not playing the best right now? Yeah, he's in not the, the best player in the game, you cannot argue it. Yeah, absolutely. It you like, might, and you and you and you may you may be able to argue for why you for another player, but you can't argue against what he's doing. Yeah, you know, you know what he, how he's playing at the moment. It's only been two games, but in those two games that he's playing, he's like the guy when you're playing a like a FIFA, or you're playing. I remember Jonah Lomu rugby, and there was that special team. There was that all star team that had that fast guy. Yeah, and he could just and he goes everywhere, and he never gets tired, and he just continues to go. He's just everywhere. And, and yeah. Robbo spoke about this in the, I don't know if it was a press conference or in one of those Roosters sort of clips. I'm pretty sure it was the press conference. Is that he's, he's doing, I feel as though, I know this is going to be hard because it was almost like Billy set the benchmark. But Billy set the benchmark for the work rate. For the work rate. Whereas now Tedesco is actually ticking more of the boxes. There's more things to do. There's the charge down. There's the picking up the scrap ball. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's setting up the play and then backing up on the inside. Yeah. And I'm not saying other people don't do that, but he's doing that on top of all the other shit. He's organized. So he, yeah, he does everything. Yeah. Lots of players have different things that they have strengths, but he does all the things. He's a yeah. Swiss Army knife. He's an ultimate Swiss Army knife of a fullback. He's like um, Superman. Who, has, who also has like the pointiest knives and weapons to yeah. go with all the other things that he does yeah he's he's amazing to watch like he's actually, amazing so, to watch so that's what he's doing is billy slater may have clocked up big meters but wasn't renowned for his meters so he's even doing the meters so he's taking those hit-ups billy slater high work rate but his his strength wasn't to be able to punch through the line his strength wasn't yeah. you know picking up big meters his strength was he was just lightning fast and if you could yeah yeah, he opened you up like in his support play and where he yeah. popped up and then how he created tries. It's, it's Tedesco does the Roger Tedesco does the RTS work from the back. Yeah. Makes ten tackles a game, sets up tries, scores them. Fuck. He's kicking goals now too. Yeah, like, it's, Jesus it's Christ. Not, not to say that he's better than Slater. It's not about it. We no. always compare to the best that we've lost so we can have yeah. him. But he's different. He's yeah. different. He's, he's just bad at different things. Unbelievably. And it's sort of mm. why I used to think Turbo was better. It's why I used to think Turbo yeah. was better because I felt that he was doing not more workload, just more responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, with that said, though, that doesn't take anything away from Wayne Bennett from South Sydney, Cam Murray, you know. Latrell Mitchell. Damian the other fullback opposite. Him. What Cook? about the fullback? How about the fullback opposite Tedesco? Yeah, Latrell Mitchell is... Mate, those hands... It's not often you see a guy that big with hands that silky. No. I can't tell you the last one. I I couldn't tell you. I honestly couldn't tell you. His hands are so silky. 
So silky. Silky smooth. Like, baby's bottom. Like his his hands are silky smooth. Like a Barry White single is silky smooth and makes women's panties drop. You know, he impregnates women with that deep, low baritone love songs that he sings. Well, Latrell's got the silkiest hands in the business. And he's 110 kilos and six foot four, but lightning quick as well. So, like, if he's not going to go silky smooth and pop it through to the next guy in a fraction of a second, he'll catch it. He'll run straight at you and not just run at you. He'll run at you with authority, with the intention of pushing you off your feet and will probably succeed. Yeah. It's amazing. I could picture him sometimes, like, if you catch the ball, he'd get the ball. And sometimes, like, you know that you're not going to have enough time to get the pass away and, and make the pass. So you almost, you spin and catch the ball, but he's got that strength as well and that balance where he can spin and in the spin, prepare for the contact and then yeah. stay standing. And the opponent, the defender, who's had all that momentum, fall to the side. He's That's one of the few guys, but he's also, but he's also one of the few guys that will take a, catch the ball, go okay, no, nah, there's too many defenders. I'm gonna get rid of one. Like, <laughs> and we'll, he, he, he'll get the ball and then like eye someone up, run straight at him and just bend him over and go. All right, now we got an overlap. Like, <laughs> create the overlap. We're on it. We're on it. Just like one kid bigger than the others. I go. I gotta get rid of one of these defenders. And on top He's, of that, oh, on top of those two, on top of him, Dane Gagger, Campbell Graham, Alex, Alex Johnson. Johnson, oh, what Cody Walker, who just sort of like, like you know, if you've got a candle wick, yeah, he's the lighter, and then yeah. it just goes along that wick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Like South have had, they played obviously played the Storm in the first week. And they've got a you know, bit behind the eight ball to start that and sort of tried to come home strong. But, you know, we're sort of out, outdone and outclassed and then played a sort of patched together manly team in a, some wet weather and looked too good. And then it got a bit close for a while and then they sort of put them away. So for the Roosters, they've just had, you know, some trial matches in, yeah. compared to the way they've sort of, to sort of the opposition they've played, the difference in class in playing manly and the Tigers. But maybe we should also shouldn't take anything away from how bloody good the Roosters have looked, yeah. you know, without just being the Roosters, they've just looked really good. Like everything's connected. Luke Keery's been unbelievable. Well, here we go. The, pa- the Panthers beat the Bulldogs 24, 28 nil. 28 nil. They beat, who did they play the second week? The, f- the first week they played the Cowboys, Cowboys. and they won 24. So the Cowboys, they won 24, 28 nil. And then they did 20. the same thing against the Bulldogs. Now I'm not yeah. saying the Panthers are bad, but the Roosters still could have played well and beat them 20 to four. 20 to 6, 30 to 6, but they're getting to 40, 48 nearly. Yeah. So they're, they're humming. They're, they're humming with, their, yeah. with their, their, their attack is really, is really lethal. Their, their attack looks like it's in that flow state at the moment. Now, yeah. you know, you want flow state and it's good to have flow state, but the idea is to try and get that flow state happening around August, September, you know, into October. You know what I'm saying? It's all just it's, but they just look. They just haven't played great teams for both these sides. That's why these two matches are great. Penrith, as you said, have played two guys, two teams that finished in the bottom four last year, and the Roosters have more or less done the same. Um, they've put both those teams away. All those four, four of those teams have been put away handily by those two teams. So now we get a test. So look, Roosters South, you don't need any more. It's you know it's good enough as it is. Let alone 
you know, the last, I guess the last, almost the last seven or eight years, I guess the last seven or eight years where both teams have been good. Barring like a couple of years for South was sort of a little bit off the eight ball um, before Seabold and Bennett yeah. uh, when they dropped off after their premiership. But it's all, they're both teams have always been good. So that's just makes it tight. I mean, you're heading out there, mate. So yeah, well, mate, um, it's be a good, good, good evening. I'm not getting too rowdy. I'm saving myself for mate. But um, just just on that game, Victor Randy's coming back. Good to see. You know, yep. excited to get him back out there. I haven't seen him play for a little while. But one thing that I wanted to talk about, now we missed out on talking about the Roosters last time, uh, but, you know, the way they've been going, and, and we haven't had a chance. You and I actually haven't had a chance to really get stuck into the Roosters just this year. Yeah, just and chat chook. The, the first thing I wanted to say about the Roosters is... <clears throat> I feel like the Roosters starting team is <clears throat> is the starting team that when Robbo goes and has a look at his, his his forward pack, goes and has a look at his forward pack, he's picked his best three front rowers at the moment. Best three middles. And he probably picked you might yeah. pick two out and out middles, and then you might get your next best. Uh, uh, variety middle. Now, what I mean by that is Isaac Liu, you know, Lindsay Collins in a sense, you said Fletcher Baker, you know, Victor Radley specifically, they play in the middle, but Isaac Liu isn't like uh, Victor Radley, but he's definitely not like Jared Wadey or Hargraves either. Yep, so, correct. So he goes and he picks his first three, and, and I believe, I truly believe, they're at the moment, they're the best three front rows. So we've got Siwa, Lindsay, and then he goes Isaac Liu. And then yep. that's massive coming from me, who's a massive Hargroves fan. We're all massive Hargroves yep. fans. But I look at it and I think, Robbo's made a call here and he's telling Jared Wadia Hargroves that we're not going to gift you your starting spot because of what you've done for the club. We're going to give the starting positions to the players who are the best of the team. That's how I said. I could be wrong. Um, I also, I also think he's actually played quite well off the bench too. Yeah, and, like and I think, and I think he's responded. Yeah, he's, the, been, he's the, been good. The, the, the by demotion sounds like it's a bad team, but it's not a bad. But team. he might still, but he still could still play 45, 50 minutes. You know, he's still contributing. But I'm telling you, we know we, we don't know him, but we know him. Yeah, we know that that would have hurt him, regardless sure. of the minutes. And, and, and it wouldn't have hurt him in a sense like, fuck, I'm going to rebel. It would have hurt him in a sense like... It just on. hurts your pride a bit. It hurts your pride a bit. Oh, if I'm, I, like, how am I going to be the best in the comp if I'm not even the best in my, my club? My team. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So, Lindsay Collins laid the platform. And, and, and I have no doubt that by the end of the season, our enforcer, our leader of the pack, up front, Jared Wilde, you are great. He'll be, he'll be back where... Absolutely. Yeah, he'll be back in the but I, I don't believe he's the best at the moment. And I think, yep. I think Robbo's seen what he's seen in the off-season. Well, that's good. That's good. I, I like a Jared with room to improve. With room to, exactly. Exactly. And, mm. and I'm talking about uh, who is the best. That's Siwa, mate. Siwa yeah. right now. You know, everyone, everyone looks at, everyone looks at uh, Payne Haas. They're looking at Tino Fasu and Maliawi, uh, Adam Fanua Blake, James Fisher Harris, you know, Jesse Bromitz, who's sort of going a little bit under the radar, but it's starting to pump his head back up. Yeah. See why Pakiaho ain't even being subtle about it. And they yeah, still bro. 
They don't even know where he's at. He's kicking goals for crying out loud. And they yeah. still listen. But that's okay. We like it like that. We like yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. No, he's sensational. And then, I mean, like, look, the Rooster squad's bet done really well like these two games. As we said, granted, the oppos- against the opposition we've played, you know, you can't control that. But, uh, you know, no Boyd in this game. No Friendy, no Crichton. You know, Radley still yet to come back. Um, you know, Verrills comes in. He's normally the backup hooker. We had Freddie Lustig in there who's doing a great job. You know, so, so much depth um, coming through, which is great, which is great. So, um, it's a big contest. the Roosters on the weekend? We had uh, Satuli Tupanua. I don't know. Satuli? Yep. Satuli Tupanua and um, Nat Butcher. Okay. So, he, oh, okay. I didn't see him. I, forgot, I didn't realize that he was playing out there. Um, yeah. So, yep, so he was third was Isaac Liu. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then yep. we just had four on the bench. No, no, yep, we had, so three, had, we had Hutch, Hutchison. Drew yep, Hutchison. Drew Hutchison. Yeah. Drew Hutchison, Fletcher Baker, uh, Jared, and um, Daniel Fafida Saluka. Yeah, yeah. So he was. Uh, they've got. They've got that same bench. Plus yep. Radley. So yep. Hutchison's moved to eighteenth man. Do you yep. think that Saluka Fafita drops off the bench there? And they go with Hutchison? Or they're happy for Victor Radley to fill in at third nine if they need to rest Lussick? I reckon they might play Hutchison. So do I. So do I. I just feel like it's... it's. They just want to give... Radley's going to play half a game or something and first yeah. game back from the ACL. You have to like... Just play in the middle. Playing 60 minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You don't want him to just play nine. You're just you're a forward. You're going to be in the middle. Yeah, you're going yeah. to come on. That's come what you're going to do. Get, get, go blow the cobwebs out. Feel what it's like to play NRL again. You know, go copper hiding. You're going to get bashed out there. But you know, what better yeah. game to start your season off as traditionally it bloody should be against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, mate, big contest. Do you reckon there'll be a big crowd out there? What do you reckon I'll get? Absolutely, mate. We haven't been able to watch this game for over a year. We yeah, exactly come, right. Our season just come back. We'll be out there. We'll be out there. And, they, and now you've got both teams, obviously, South coming into this year with a lot of hype. Yes. A lot of hype, a lot of hype. You know how big their train is. Everyone knows how big their train is. Yeah, mate, exactly. Everyone gets along. Starts at Redford. It goes the whole way out the fucking ambush. What a fucking... <laughs> fucking would it? <laughs> and then you got a, a Roosters team who almost felt like through the off season and to and up until sort of now, like have been a little bit under the radar, a little bit of Desi under the radar in the sense that few people weren't, I wouldn't say writing them off, but not really sort of writing them on um, in a sense of like, oh yeah, they look a bit tired. You know, they've had a big few years, heavy runs, no Cooper Cronk, now Corden is missing. Yeah. Oh, they'll be they'll be up there, but I don't know if they'll be like you know they're not getting as much of a mention. So Penrith and South, Melbourne, oh like Canberra, you know, like these Cam- the Canberra's everyone's favourite. You know, I'm starting to just starting to dislike Canberra a little bit. They knocked us off last year, and I got a few questions to ask them. So you know, green. If a bull doesn't like I'm I green to me is like red to a bull. <laughs> So when I see green and the red together, I fucking look out. But if I see that green, Raiders, give me a Viking clap. What? Don't you forget, 2019, <laughs> we had, 
You had your chance. There was a man in the bin for 10 minutes, and you could still only score one try. You can blame the ref all you like, but referees don't make tackles. You had your chance, and we're the champs. Not just the champs. We're the champ champs. And nobody would take that away from us. Not anymore, but we were. So, time in the sun. But, yeah, look, things looking up. So, under the radar, all the hype from the bunnies. Um, we're not playing the last round of the year, though. Second yeah, last. That's true. Second last round. We can, we can only control the controllables. That's right. It allows us to have a big game, rest our players, playoffs. That's all right. That's good. No, big game. Big game. Brewster's by 20, I reckon. I bloody hope so. Hope you're not too far wrong there. It'd be nice. Now, look, one will do. One will do. One will do. One will do. It's, it's, it's a tough match out there. It's always tough for the Roosters out there. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those... The way that the Roosters and Souths play, we say it every single year, no matter who's where, what, when, how, why... They get out there and just something happens. There's like something that comes to the way they blow up the fucking footy or something. Something happens out there. Something happens. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, we might have to call this a wrap. Was there anything else that you wanted to, you know? No, look, man, I'm just, I'm just excited for another week of footy. Obviously, we've got a couple of big fights coming up this weekend too. Oh, yeah. The the, the, uh, we've got the heavyweight title fight. Steve Miocic. And Francis Ngannou. Okay. So yeah. that'll be coming up. Yeah. It's supposed to be a double title fight with uh, Volkanovski and Ortega, but unfortunately that one's been pushed back as well. So, oh, um, yeah, big fight, mate. So big Stipe can really can cement, continue to cement his legacy as the greatest heavyweight. Or can Francis get him back in the rematch? And uh, John Jones awaits the winner. So John Jones, Those things always make me laugh, eh? I don't understand. What? This is what so it happens all the time in fighting. It happens all the time when so there'll be a challenger, right? Who's talking back a lot of scenes and he's coming up. But there's already a guy who's already at the top. And he has to fight the champion. And then the winner of that fights this guy who's been coming up on the side. Shouldn't the loser yeah. of the championship fight fight this guy? And then the winner of that go up? I never I don't understand. I, I so John Jones, I think is is better than both these two fighters. So he's above them. So it makes sense in this instance. But it happens, this exact scenario... Yeah, but they're trying, to, yeah, they're trying to sell fights though. Because if you have to... Like if you have... Okay, for instance, you have Stipe and Francis fight. Yep. And then let's just say Francis wins. Yep. So now you go, all right, now Stipe is going to fight John Jones and the winner of that will fight Francis. Yep. So you have that fight. You've got to wait at least three months, but probably six months before you're going to have that fight. Yeah. Before you're going to have Stipe and John Jones. Yep. And then you'll be waiting another quite, few, quite a fair few months before you have the winner of that versus Ngannou. So you've declared a new champion and then he hasn't had a fight nine months. He can fight some other guy. And you're... Who's he, why is he going to fight some other guy ahead of John Jones or oh. Stipe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just sort of disproves the whole point of doing it. So, they've got to, at the end of the day, their goal is to sell fights. So, are they going to try and have the best guys fighting each other? But it's like, if you beat the number one contender, okay, well, let's fight the next guy. And then that guy will fight someone else in the meantime. 
and maybe that guy fights that guy again and then maybe this guy will come back and fight that guy you know because he's sort of he's won a fight he's relevant again here's the hype you know it depends how their fight went as well it was really close and they just fucking do it again you know they just go well that worked well we made a hit money let's do that again these guys are clearly the best guys that was close do it again but if he knocks him out in 10 seconds it's like oh, maybe we get another guy yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. It just cuts me. It just cuts me because I just, uh, I just think, come on, man. We just deserve the guy, the come guy on, who's man. the champion. The guy who's the champion. Oh, I suppose that's what he's there for. He's there to defend his belt. Sell tickets. Fucking make dollars. Make bank, baby. Look. Enough said. Let's go, Chookies, baby. Up that Chooks. Go, you good thing. Up that Chookies. <laughs>